Megan Hicks of Iron Far. I'm here with Keely Henninger for our debut Catching Up With interview series. I'm in Moab, Utah. You are in Bend, Oregon? I'm in Bend. Yep, Bend, Oregon. <clears throat> awesome. And last weekend, you won the Peterson Ridge Rumble, which is, I think, like your, your post-pandemic debut run. <laughs> yeah, I think it was the first race in like over a year and a half which is just crazy. So it was really good to actually like think about racing again and get into that mindset and actually have to test yourself like both physically and mentally. Um, I want to ask you about that race, but um, some stuff has happened since the last time I run far interviewed you. Was your last race North Face like late 2019? Did you race at all as the pandemic was getting going? <clears throat> Nope. North Face 2019 was my last race up until Peterson. Okay. And so what was the pandemic world like yep. for you? I mean, I feel like it was really tough. And I mean, I don't think I'm alone in saying that. But yeah, I mean, the first like three or four months, I feel like it was all over the place. You were just up and down all over the place. Like I would go from not wanting to train at all to like completely overtraining and then like kind of breaking myself to, to then like trying to find this balance of like what makes me happy and then what is beneficial for training and like how can you train through this, this new world. And so it just took some adapting, I think, and a lot more learning that I thought I'd already done enough of. But um, I think it, it ended up being a blessing again, like <clears throat> being able to sit with your thoughts and, and really just like train because you want to because you don't have any races was kind of fun. I feel like that's going to be a, one of those hindsight is 2020 conversation pieces of running post pandemic is just us really having that perspective of why. Yeah. The, the, the very intrinsic why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really lets you boil down like why you're racing and why you do it and not like doesn't let you get caught up in all of the external gratification because there's actually none and so if you're not <laughs> doing it for the right reasons it ends up being like super ungratifying because you're not doing it for the right reasons there's nobody to gratify you and then you're not gratified so it's just like this whirlwind of like uh just like not a sustainable training pattern and so I think the pandemic like lets you recenter on why you run and like really figure out what like suits you the best without all of these external accolades or races to really like test your fitness. Everybody's worlds in the pandemic were different. We were almost everybody was work from home unless you're an essential worker. Um, I think you had some unique time. You were mm -hmm. able to go to a new geography during the pandemic. Yeah, I think I got really lucky with my job at Nike. Um, it turned remote, but um, because I work with research subjects, it wasn't fully remote. So I still would have to go back about every month um, to collect data and like work with subjects. But yeah, it let me work from Park City for like four months, um, which I fell in love with. And I'm just trying to figure out ways to get back there. Um, and then kind of went back to Portland for a little bit. And now I'm in Bend and have been here kind of going back and forth for a couple of months as well. And it's just been fun to be able to explore different areas and like just see the 
the things you really like about about places as well as the things you maybe don't want to do or like to live in? Um, Park City is pretty cool. Uh, Brian and I lived there for a couple of years and it was remarkable like the trail access backyard, like literally you can get on a trail moments from wherever you live in that town. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was next level. And then pair that with like the mountain biking is amazing. The like little town is so walkable that you just, you feel like you're in just this little like mountain training Mecca and you don't really have to go anywhere <laughs> else. Cause you can get to like 10,000 feet out your door and be in the middle of the Wasatch. And it's just so cool. Um, so when Brian and I lived there, it was about a decade ago and hashtags were like just becoming a thing on social media and people would say in Park City, hashtag everyone's an Olympian, which is like <laughs> literally true. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, that's how I found out about the places. I'd gone to Park City with Bowerman and my friend Colleen, who was their PT. Um, and that's kind of the first time I'd been there. And I just left being like, I need to come back here. That was amazing. And then a month later, I moved there for like four months. So <laughs> that's amazing. So your name is on the entry list for Western states. Um, you have to correct me because you've been, if I'm wrong, you've been around the sport for so long. I kind of forget. Is this your first hundred miler? Yes. Okay. So uh, let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... So back in 2018, I won Sonoma and ended up deferring my ticket, like not taking the ticket to Western. Um, at that point, I'd only been in the sport for like three years um, with like a year or two of that being like completely unaware of how to train. And so I just felt like my body wasn't really ready for that 100 mile distance yet. And and Western's just such a magical race that I, would, I don't want to go in it like not there for the right reasons and not feeling physically ready. So um, yeah, I decided not to do it then. And so now basically pre-pandemic, um, 2020, I was slated to run it and I was actually like really excited for it. And then obviously that didn't happen. Um, so it got deferred to this year. And so, yeah, I think we just, we lost a year <laughs> where we couldn't really do any more racing. <laughs> and so now, yeah, it's like, I got this other year under my like running bell, even though I it was no racing right but now it feels like I've been running a pretty long time um and I'm just really excited to try that race I mean the race itself is just like the most contagious community is around it and so every time I've gone it's just been so fun and then I just think me personally like I really love the California type terrain and the runnable trails um and so I just think the course itself will suit me really well as also and so I'm just super excited for like the the challenge and the opportunity and like seeing all my friends. <laughs> You've done a couple pretty long races, like the bridging the gap from say CCC to Western States is like not a huge amount of time, time-wise. Like what, yeah, it's so interesting to think about like you're gonna do your first hundred miler, but we've had a gap in racing time but you have all this experience with, you know, sort of like that 50 mile type distance. Where's your mindset in terms mm -hmm. of like, yeah, hundred miles. Um, well, going into Peterson this last weekend, I thought 36 miles felt long. So a hundred feels, 
<laughs> super long. Um, and I think a couple of years off of racing is probably going to work to my advantage and disadvantage. The advantage being I, my runner amnesia is even stronger. I don't remember how horrible I felt at the end of Lavaredo, 120K or after 100Ks. Um, so that's going to be to my advantage. But I think, and then another thing to my advantage is I think over the year, I've just become way more humbled by the sport and way more appreciative of the distance and the challenge. And so I think going into the race, like I'm just going to like, I'm not going to force it. And I'm going to kind of just like pay homage to the race and really respect the distance um, instead of trying to like, you know, try to crush 100 miles without really knowing what that even entails. Um, and then I think the disadvantage is just like remembering how to like fuel for that long of an endeavor and like remembering what it feels like to be running on legs after, you know, six or seven hours and trying to push to, you know, 18, 19 hours. Like that'll just be interesting. Um, I do recall the Lavaredo felt miserable at the end and that was only 15 hours so <laughs> we'll see um thanks for reminding me and everybody else about Lavaredo too because that that's a real long sub 100 mm -hmm. mile um, yeah that's race. a beast um you said before we started with this interview that you were planning to go back to Park City hoping to do some western states training there it's a bit higher altitude than what you have at home and uh, also drier, hotter, dustier trails, like more, yeah, more Sierra Nevada-like in my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the goal would be to hopefully get six to eight weeks of training in Park City before Western. So hoping to figure out a way to get there relatively soon. Um, and yeah, I just think it mimics Western States trails pretty well. Like you're getting way more altitude than uh, any place that I can be in Oregon. And then all the trails are pretty runnable as we talked before as well. Like there's not a ton of hiking trails. It's more like you got to run all the way up to the peak, which is, is pretty indicative of Western. A lot of the Western trails are like, you're kind of running, <laughs> even though it's a it's hundred miles, like they're faster trails. Um, I have to ask this, like there's a lot of Pacific Northwest women who've really ripped it up at Western States. And for me, like, Pacific Northwest, I think of like um, cooler, more humid, definitely lower altitude. What is like, what's the, what's the secret sauce for the Pacific Northwest <laughs> women in Western? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think for me, like the gorge and everything surrounding Portland, Oregon, you get a lot of climbing and it's all runnable. Mm. And so you're just constantly getting a ton of climbing, having to run it, having to run the downhills really hard. Like it's pretty fast. And so I think it just bodes well for like conditioning the quads for all the down, the downhill pounding at Western and then conditioning your aerobic capacity for the uphills. And so while some areas of the States are really good for like hiking and learning to like power hike for UTMB and all that stuff, I think the Pacific Northwest is really good for like just running really long days in the mountains. Um, and then we also like, especially in Portland, we don't really have to stop running during the winter. And so I think we do get a little bit of a leg up in terms of starting our training earlier because we don't get snow. And so you can kind of always be running pretty serious runs, like starting as early as you want. I think that's a really good point about early season running. Also, like, it seems like people mm -hmm. who come from wet climates are just hardier humans. Like they don't, they don't feel pain or 
hardship as much as us dry climate folks. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a very funny point because I think I've gotten soft since moving to like different drier climates. <laughs> now oh, it'll be raining in Portland and I'm like, no, I don't want to go running in this. <laughs> That's really funny. Well, this is my first interview like this in over a year. So thanks for making this so enjoyable. I look forward to watching on your social media, your training lead up to Western States. And at this point, Western States is looking like I run far first live coverage in, yeah, it'll be like 16 months. So we are oh, about so cool. as stoked as, as you can be about doing live race coverage. So we'll look forward to chasing you around this year in Nevada in a couple months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I look forward to it. I can't wait to see you guys back out there on a course. It'll feel kind of normal. Uh, yeah, there'll be some weird masks and some awkward like extra distance when we're doing our interviews in person, but it is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Thanks, Keely. <laughs> Thank you so yeah, much. No problem.